Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio. This is Laurie Seymour, and I'm here with Carolyn Turner. And together, we're here with Nicola Millington from FP Combs, Marketing with Love. A little bit about Nicola, and I'm going to read her words because they are so lovely. She says, at the essence of who I am, I am an idealistic individual who loves discovering and bringing to life thoughts and ideas. This is simply because from childhood, I was an incessant reader and loved using my imagination to bring stories to life. I am in many ways a straight-talking, keeping-it-simple kind of person. I am a fantastic problem-solver, as I always believe there is a solution for anything. Having worked in marketing for over 14 years, I have worked with clients across the globe, from Singapore to North America and the UK. I have also had the privilege to work on many great projects, meet fantastic people, and most importantly, fulfill many of my passions. I've had the opportunity to work with Nicola on a couple of projects, and, um, and, which is how I met her. And I've been so moved that uh, in everything that we've done, her, her integrity of heart has always been at the forefront. And I'm proud to call her a friend. So Carolyn and I are welcoming you, Nicola, and um, delighted to have this conversation wherever it goes. Thank you so much, Laurie. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Allow me to join this wonderful party because it's amazing. It really is. Thank you. It is a wonderful party. <laughs> it is indeed. So, Nicola, Marketing with Love, I know that is your tagline, and, and there you are based in London, um, Marketing with Love. What does that mean, and how has that been for you to move forward with that as your, um, your essence? I think from a very – I'll just start with a very kind of um, granular human, I guess – building a business kind of structure at the beginning of this conversation and then take it into more where it comes from, from the heart. So when I was creating the marketing company, FP Comms, there were certain things that I knew that I wanted. Um, I wanted something that really spoke to me that was different from the rest of the marketing place. Um, everybody, everyone was telling you how great they can attract clients how amazing they were, the stats they received. And I wanted something that was a little bit different. Um, the second thing was also I always knew that I wanted to create a company that I would want to work for. Um, and so I thought of the things that I loved in this world. And at the essence of everything, love just came back to me. But the, I had a little bit of a conflict in regards to Marketing itself seems a very much like a push, sell, get people to do what you want them to do kind of essence. And I wanted something that didn't really communicate just that. I wanted something that showed that 
I was trying to engage brands and businesses that were for the benefit of the wider world. So that was kind of like my starting point. And then ultimately the word love was then my second obstacle, if you want, because I was thinking about the connotations of using the word love and it sounding real and true and authentic. So I played around with other words like passion, marketing with um, happiness. It was just crazy. And in the end, Mm. I came back to the word love. The passion actually came to me like the strongest initially, but it felt really the most cliched. (laughs) So I was kind of like, passion feels the, the easiest to sell into the market, the easiest for people to resonate with. Um, but it didn't feel the truest to me. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I, I, I decided, no, I was going to do marketing with love. And again, there was a little bit of, of an obstacle with how it tripped off the tongue. It didn't feel natural initially. But all of this time, like in my heart of hearts, I just knew it was the right one. And then finally, I did a test where I took my logo and tagline And I married it with another logo and a very similar tagline. And every single person that I showed it to preferred the other one. And if anyone knows me, whatever whatever everyone else likes, I will go the total opposite way. (laughs) (laughs) And when I asked everyone why they liked the other one, they liked it. They liked the look. They liked the colors. They liked the structure. They loved everything about it. When I asked them why, they said it felt like a marketing company. And I was just like, I don't want to feel like every other marketing company. I want us to feel like something that is coming to the market new, fresh, different. And even if you conflict with them or contrast with them, it juxtaposes a norm. So that was my starting point from a very kind of like structured business, way to engage people, creating the conversation point of view. And then from the heart point of view, um, those who don't know, it's not really a secret, but for those who don't know, FP actually stands for the word, um, for footprints in the, from the poem Footprints in the Sand. And it was a poem that I found out about years ago from when I was a child with my grandmother and I've always carried that poem with me um for those of you who don't know you can go online and look look it up but footprints in the sand and it was something that actually uh, made me create the company the way it is today so it was from that essence um everything came out of and every single touch point of the company is love like loving what I do loving the people I engage with loving the process of doing what I do just loving the whole the whole structure of everything loving it all and that's where the underlying principle came was the love that I had when I found the company through my relationship I had with my grandmother and then also the other matriarchs in my family and also the love I had for the vision I had for the company. So that was the underlying principle of it. To this day, because Laurie, we discussed this very briefly, I'm still not sure I'm communicating it the way that it should be communicated, but 
it's 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 very much a feel thing it's very much a heart centric thing without it sounding too frou-frou-y um I just know what the mission is and mm-hmm. if I speak to people they don't actually call fpcoms fpcoms anymore they usually call it marketing with love which has now made me start thinking that I need to start thinking about calling it marketing with love but at the moment I'm keeping it as it is fpcoms tagline marketing with love. Oh, oh! I love that, Nicola. That's so beautiful. I love how you bring together this sense of love because I hear it in your voice, but also with the practicality, you know, that it's very grounded and solid. Like that's, I think that's so beautiful how you bring those together because love is so, it's so fundamental to all of us. And yet, you know, we, some, a lot of people, well, I don't know, maybe fewer and fewer these days, are reluctant to bring love into business. And yet, I find, like, that's, it's so much of what makes business work, really. You know, because business is all about communication. It's all about those relationships and marketing as well. And if you have that feeling of love, I love when you said that you love your business. You know, that that's what, that you wanted to bring that, you wanted to do what you loved. I think that was just so beautiful. Thanks, Carolyn. I think one of the things that, um, one of the principles, and I think we may cover it later on, um, was one of the things from a very practical point of view, I always said, was um, when people in life say that there are superstars in the world, I've always said that actually they're not superstars. They get in touch with their real true self. And to do that, you have to really know and love yourself to become the best. So when I say that, I say to like the interns or the people I work with or kids that I interact with, I'll say to them, you could be Michael Jordan too. The reason Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan is because he loved what he did. He like breathed it, ate it, slept it. He loved it. And that's how he became the guy that flies through the sky. If you look at Michael Phelps, Olympics is on at the moment. That's how they become. So when you look at business people, it's just this kind of like pure essence of love that resonates through them and it manifests through the hard work they put in, the hours they're willing to not sleep, the foods, the diet, discipline. It it has to come from something. And the only thing I've found so far is just a pure passion and love for it. It's more than even a passion. It's just kind of like, it's intrinsically that thing that you love. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you said earlier, uh, Nicola, about as you were looking for what was the right way to speak about it, um, you said it, this, this path, this way of speaking about it didn't feel truest to me. And it's that that is, 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 sounds like it's such a guiding principle. And I know certainly for me in my life, it is what guides me, what feels true, what feels aligned with that essence of who I am. And, you know, and if we're doing that as business people, then our business is us. You know, we are our business and our business is us. Yeah. I think the thing that really stood out for me through reflective now, looking back at the process was, and still is, I guess, is that actually it, it didn't feel wrong. It felt uncomfortable 
to call it that or to go down that direction, but it didn't feel wrong. And it felt uncomfortable because I felt as if I was stepping out of the norm, not because it was wrong. And that, that excites mm. me now that I look back because you're like, actually, that's how brave people make changes in the world. It doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel wrong, but it does feel uncomfortable rather. And, and oh. when I looked at the back, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Going out and telling people marketing with love, you're inclined to be laughed at or not be taken seriously. It felt so right, uncomfortable. Oh, I love that distinction. That the, yeah, it can feel uncomfortable, but not wrong. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's the right thing to do. That, that is such a good touch point. Yeah. I, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm reflecting on that for this moment because I think there's so many times in my own life that sometimes I'll come up against something that feels right, like I know it. I just know it. But it's different or um, it's not the norm. And, and so it is uncomfortable. Yes. And it can, yeah. And it can be easy for, in, in those cases, like my mind, to get involved and think, oh, well, you know, then that must not be right because, you know, it just it, it feels uncomfortable. But I think you just cued into something really important there. Really important. Like that, you know, the feeling uncomfortable but also feeling right, like those two can go hand in hand. And in fact, the really important things in the world get done when those two go hand in hand. Yeah. I think, Carolyn, the, the reason, I think when I reflect back on that, and like I said, it's more hindsight. I wasn't being brave at the time. I was just kind of like... <laughs> isn't, that always, isn't that always the case? <laughs> Absolutely. I was just trying to figure it out. But the thing that I found, what I, I reflect back and look at is the uncomfortability was actually I was very concerned about what I thought other people would find acceptable rather than me mm. thinking that it was harming anybody or anything else. When I reflect back, I'm just like, actually, if I think back clearly about using the word marketing with love, why do I felt find it was uncomfortable because actually if I said marketing with passion most people would accept that like if I turn around and said oh, I run a company a marketing company and it's, it's called marketing with passion most people would accept that as quite normal because you have to be passionate but when you turn around and say to someone marketing with love there's something like yeah yeah that's a bit frou-frou that's a bit different and that's the bit that was uncomfortable because I was just like, I don't want to sound too frou-frou and I don't want to sound different. I want to be taken seriously. I'm building this empire here. And, <laughs> and, and anyone that knows you, Nicola, that, has the, that actually encounters you will realize that you are not anything other than to be taken seriously. Seriously with love. You know, and, and, and there's, that, there's that fun aspect uh, that lightness to it, but yeah. you know what the people that really are making changes in the world that are bringing something fresh and new it well it does take courage, even if you didn 't feel like it was a courageous thing, indeed it was, and it continues to be yeah i think yeah. i think I think those like you said those steps need to be taken, and um, when you are trying to make that difference, it does take 
that courage. And like I said, at the time, I, I wouldn't say it was a courageous, to me, it wasn't a courageous thing. I was just concerned about not looking crazy. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, I, I think those are the steps that make the difference in the world. Yeah. And now that I have gone through that process, I know what that feels like. And that's something that's now helped me in the process moving forward as I build the company. Uh, so does that help you then um, help other people with expanding their vision of what is possible as they move out in a, in a, in a marketing fashion? I think for, for me, and I think this is really important for businesses, is um, that actually, it, for me, it really clearly defined like who I work with and who I didn't work with. And it has actually helped me to articulate really clearly the kind of clients that I will attract and won't attract. And when they approach me, what I am expecting, what I'm not expecting from them. Mm. And, and so therefore, believe it or not, it's actually helped me. Well, of course, it's helped me in so many other ways that I didn't, than I even anticipated because I thought of it as in something that would attract people, period. But I didn't think about it, about attracting the right people, actually. It didn't even occur to me. It did not even occur to me. So it begins to attract the right people, and it actually sets about attracting the right attitudes from those people. So nine times out of ten now that you're brave and you're doing your thing, you've got this company that everyone's finding really beautiful and amazing. They come with their own agenda. But because you've set this standard at the beginning – they either fall into place or they fall by the wayside. And it happens really quickly. As time goes on, you begin to find out that actually some people just cannot work with you or you cannot work with them. Um, but the, the branding has helped to set that tone, I found, already. So they come with a very much a very um, ambitious outset. They come with a very ethical outset, even if sometimes nine times out of ten, obviously they want to just make money. They, deep, they begin to dig deeper, I find, I find um, and they are very much more conscious of their customer base. Um, and I've lost customers mm. because you find that actually even if they come to you saying they're doing that and they don't, it becomes obvious as you go through the process of working with them. And then, as you well know, Laurie, it does come <laughs> to the core as you begin to work with them and then you have to part ways. Even if it is financially detrimental to you, you just do. You just do because the ethos is actually laid out in front of them in a, in a, in a very obvious way. So, yeah, mm. it, does, it does impact on the clients that you work with and the people that you, you attract. But, again, it was something that I didn't even think about. I just thought I was now creating this really lovely company that I would want to work for, not thinking about <laughs> the clients that I would be working with. <laughs> um. Is Nicola, a question, a question for you. Okay, so since I'm a business coach, this is more of a business coaching question. But one of the things that I run into with clients is that they don't want to brand themselves. You know, they, would, they don't want to declare themselves because they're afraid that they're, just what you said, I mean, they're, they're afraid that they're not going to be able to, to attract as many clients as they want because their, their focus will be so narrow. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you could talk about like how, because you do have a very distinct brand now, right? That is very clear. How has it been in like uh, being able to attract the number of clients that you want? Um, so from a very business point of view, you really have there's certain things that you have to begin to acknowledge. So this is what I've found in, in my process. <laughs> 
first thing is deciding who you are going to be working with or discovering who you can work with. Um, the second thing is that from a marketing point of view as well, and Karen, you must know this, that many, many people will say to you they, are, they can service everybody or they are a <laughs> service provider for everybody. Everyone is their audience. And I come from a background of film and you, people say, oh, I just made a film and anybody can watch it. Well, no, that's not true. Everybody may eventually watch it. Doesn't mean it is for everybody. And it's making that realization true to your business and yourself that you begin to open yourself up and then really honing into your customer base. Um, and then the third thing I would definitely say is actually it's a combination of being patient and really being aware of your financials. I know this is really a bit strange thing to say here, but when you become aware of what you need to run your business, you start to structure yourself in regards to the time frame it takes for you to find those clients that you can begin to build your foundation with your business. And so when it comes mm -hmm. to branding client, when it comes to branding, nine times out of 10, the reason that I feel they're hesitant of branding is because they haven't gotten in touch with who they really are. They just provide a service or a product. And yeah. I've done this myself before because this is the second rendition of my company. So this is not the first. I've been running marketing company now for about 10 years all in all. And the first seven years was very much like what you just said. Oh, I'm a marketing company and I can work with anybody and everybody. And you quickly find out that that's not true. That is so not true. You cannot provide for anybody and everybody. And every customer actually has a life, a shelf life with you because I work with clients now and I tell them now that I may not be able to take you to the next stage. I can take you so far maybe. And then I may come back at a later stage. And so you have to really get in tune with who you are as a business. It really is a heart and it's surprisingly more heart and soul. Business is more heart and soul than people realize. To be really yeah. successful, to be really successful, not just run a good business, to be really successful. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you can tell, you can tell those businesses that have heart, that, yeah. that their soul is in it. It's like, it's palpable and you know, and you want to be around them Yeah. because there's, and it does yeah, I know I found, and it doesn't even really matter what kind of business it is. It's kind of surprising because there could be a construction company or a, you know, a painting company, but they do it because that's who they are. That's what they love to do. And you can tell, you want those people painting your house. <laughs> it's really funny you say that because you say construction. I used to say to people, oh, I do more of the... Um the lifestyle, wellness, being, food, that kind of clients, those kind of clients. And I said, oh, I'm very much a product-led client. And then to my surprise, the other day I got um, a tech company come to me and we sat down, we had this meeting. I'm like, oh my gosh, you are so amazing. I really can work with you. I'm just like, I would never have touched a tech company before, not in a million years. But they came with such a passion and a love and a desire and their ethos of where they want to take. Well, this is what they've told me so far. And the ethos of what they've, they, they're creating and they're building is just so much more about the betterment of a society. 
that I was just like, mm. actually, it doesn't really matter. And I thought it would, and it doesn't. So that sounds like oh. there's your bottom line, Nicola, in a way of where that ethos of the company or the customer for you is aligned with your own heart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we talked earlier another time about um, the way that you you are working with some younger entrepreneurs and yes. the challenges that you've seen in helping them navigate beyond the just the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, nine, um, most of the younger entrepreneurs that come into the space that I work with at the moment, um, they come into the, the space of creating their own business through a contrast of something negative that's happened to them and they want to nine, nine times out of ten just make money to, to create that better life for themselves. Um, mm. The ones that we're now progressing really well with, you find that actually that it's not about money at all, which is what we say always in business, right? That if you're creating a business just for money, it's, it's going to be a hard slog because it has to mean more to you than that. So it does come and you find, especially with young entrepreneurs, anyone that is beyond, be, between the ages, I would say about 15, 16 to about 21, 22 that are really coming through university and that kind of stuff, you find that actually they're looking for love. Mm. They're looking for validation and they're looking for the world to pay attention to them in a positive way or in a way that makes sense to them that's not negative. And so you have to go through that process of actually then stripping them back and then getting down to who they really are. And And again, you find that some of them even change direction of their business. So it, it falls with a passion, music, arts, whatever it is, filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And I find that same thing doing personal consulting work, whether that's with uh, an individual or with a company. And Carolyn, I'm sure you as a business coach find that very same thing. Yeah, you know, I find that so true with um, small business owners, especially it's not even just young people, but when a business owner in a small business, and I think this is true in corporations as well, it's just so much more obvious in a small business, that when a business owner really connects with the truth of who they are, with that essence, their business, that's what makes their business unique, and that's what makes it flourish. I was In fact, I've been working with a property management company um, and the owner, he does, so he manages properties for, um, for apartment buildings. And I was doing a strategy session and we were getting at like what really matters to him, like what's really important. And he said it in like a moment, he said community, community and home, that's what matters to me. And there was like a light bulb that went off in that moment and since then, he's incorporated that idea of community, that that's what he's creating in these apartment complexes that he's managing. It, it, it goes into his marketing. It goes into who he hires because he's only hiring people who want to be part of a community. It goes into the investors that he's looking for who want to buy apartment buildings. And there was a light that went on in him when that came to came together and like his business just blossomed after that because he felt like he could bring himself 
like the truth of who he is into his business. And I find that so, so often. And it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to see when it does happen. It's like the, seeing the light come on, there's a life there and the, and the, the business itself has energy. So absolutely. That sounds like big magic, Carolyn. And, and <laughs> you know, and, and it is, I mean, but it's, it's, it's the truth of life. When we're connecting with who we are, we get to bring all of that into a, a new creative form. Yeah. And that's really what business is, isn't it? it it's is. a creative form. Yeah, absolutely. So Nicola, um, is there anyone in particular that you've found um, in your work that, that has been one of those kind of shining lights or, or uh, an example that you could give us in, in your work? I know you're doing a lot of work with bloggers. As well. How is that showing up? Yeah, I mean, in regards to shine, finding shining lights out there, you find that actually a lot of um, young males are actually really beginning to show themselves. I think because society's always, well, not always, that's, that's not really, that's a slight exaggeration, but society at the moment seems to be hard on a lot of, especially um, in the UK, we say young black males or Americans, like African-American males as well. Mm -hmm. It seems to be very hard and you find a lot of them are just screaming for their voices to be heard. But the creativity that comes out of them is just absolutely phenomenal. And they have this, if you just give them the space to open up and be part of the world and have a conversation with them and engage with them, that's what I'm finding really works well. But also, you mentioned bloggers there, Laurie. That's a phenomenal space as well, where you are finding people that actually, some of them have um, issues in one way or another, who take that to transform that and become its own unique business. I mean, in the UK today, yeah, in the UK today, we have, um, I think, YouTube London that's opened up. Um, they're giving people a platform, obviously, to have their own channels, to express themselves, whether it's communicating about their families, whatever the case may be. So that seems to work really well for giving people an opportunity to communicate and express themselves and connect with a wider audience and letting people know they're not in it on their own. They're not in it in a silo because sometimes you feel when you're building your business, you're in it on your own, you're in a silo, mm -hmm. there's no one there but you dealing with the issues and then you find that actually it's the same thing over and over again with everybody, just that some people admit it yeah. and some people don't and they're, they're opening up and being vulnerable enough to admit it and you're like, okay, I'm going through that same trauma myself. And I have to mention, actually, there is a young lady that we're working with right now. I think she's about 21, around that age. Um, her mum um, is going through chemotherapy at the moment. And I don't think she'll mind because we've just written a press release about her. And she got into press. And um, her name's Katie. And because of that, she wanted to create chemo care hampers um, where she found things that people that made them comfortable. They're non-medical, but they're things that make them comfortable. And she used that as a blogger to reach out to brands, to engage with brands, and then to help her mum and all these other people in her mum's ward where they go and get chemotherapy to just make them comfortable through this process. Yeah. And how amazing is that for one, a young person to come up with that? I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just saying 
she's come up with that idea as a concept. It's not about herself. It's about the community around her, like Caroline mentioned earlier on. <laughs> but also to be able to use that platform as a, as a blogger, because she writes more than she uses video, to reach out to brands and businesses. And it was a privilege, actually, because we, we reached out, connected with her um, because of clients of ours. But then we said, you know what, we can help you even further. So now we help her by writing press for her and just helping her navigate the whole marketing space. That's what we do. So that's what we take that off her shoulders. So she now just needs to get products. And through the press, we've now got national press looking at what she's doing and hopefully international press, et cetera, et cetera. So young people out there are phenomenal. And young people using the blogging, vlogging space is a great, powerful resource and cannot deny how powerful that is for them, but also for the economy. True. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful story, Nicola. I love that. I yeah. love that. It's like, yeah, it's like she saw a need there because it's in her life. It's something that's impacting her in her yeah. life, but she saw a way that she could give back, that she could help and make a difference. Yeah. That's, just, that's a beautiful story. You, what I love about young people, this is what I love most, and I think it goes back to like this innate, I always believe that actually the truth of who we are was there at our birth. We just get it kicked out of us as we grow older. Indeed. What did you say, Laurie? We forget. Yeah, we said. All the things that happen, yeah. it fades into the background and, and we think it doesn't exist. Which it goes back to the point of what I said earlier on when I said about you can achieve anything. You really can. Anything is possible in you. But what I really love and what I love, I think, more about bloggers and vloggers out there um, is to actually it, it allows people the space to get back to their youth, to get back to mm. their creativity because it's different from publications. It's different from press, print press, national press it's not so controlled you control it and your essence you recognize that actually your audience is attracted to you and that's what i love carolyn when you said that how you know she saw a need there and she went out and she did it i mean how many of us do see a need but we don't do anything because we think oh someone's gonna laugh us sometimes it may be wrong it's not the done thing they do it yeah and this yeah. Power is absolutely phenomenal phenomenal and it's beautiful you i love it it's one of the things that i'm so glad that i'm born in this generation mm -hmm. to be part of this transformation they they also don't yeah. stop to say someone else has already done it or somebody else is going to do it they take the responsibility for their own their own creative expression and that to me is the the purest joy I have when I'm working with somebody is when they claim their own creative expression. And most often it's in the form of whatever it is they're, they're doing for their work. Yeah. And, and work becomes the mirror for who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that is the ideal, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. most of us, need to work in some way and even if somebody was independently wealthy you've still got something to contribute to the world not just because you need to earn money but because i think you were saying it nicola we're all born with it we're born with our essence we're born with our expression in the world and to be able to bring that into our work whatever that is i think that's 
just that's when the magic happens. That's when it's so beautiful. And it is an amazing time that we're born in, that we're living in right now. Because think of all the tools that we've got, like you were just talking about blogging, and that it's you can get your message out there. It doesn't even cost you anything. You don't you can <laughs> hardly at all. And yeah. you can create something. It's you know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, That's what I, mean, I love about podcasting is that we get to put something out that hopefully will will touch people and remind them of what's possible. I think the combination mm-hmm. of the spaces, the space is amazing. I remember when I first started in business, I read um, one of the books I love was Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson. I've read that book so many mm-hmm. times. And now I look back, I'm like, he didn't give me the whole story. He didn't give me the whole story of how hard it was. <laughs> <laughs> he did tell me the whole truth about how hard it really can be, you know, like really tough times. But the one thing that, that although he was a maverick, he still, there was still a little bit of, he is, should be, I should say, a maverick, and he does things a little bit different from the normal business, quote-unquote business person. He still conforms to a very much linear business way of thinking. What you find with youth and with bloggers and the transition of the world, especially as well with um, people really coming in touch with themselves, actually that, that lack of um, conformity, is becoming more and more prevalent. More mm. and more. Taxman is trying to, to keep us focused <laughs> and, you know, keep us focused on what they really want. But all in all, I think the creativity that's coming out through the space is absolutely second to none in the world at the moment. And I'm, mm. like you said, Carolyn, it's amazing times to be part of. And I'm glad that I'm at a stage where I can transition because we weren't born, I wasn't born in a stage when it was around. But it came while I was alive. Right. So making that transition to be get, and being able to embrace it and really look at it and say, oh, actually, these are the opportunities you can, you can use them for is phenomenal. And... Laurie, can I just say one thing about working with bloggers and bloggers, which I want to let the listener know, is that actually when you're a big corporation, because I'm assuming any, obviously this is a podcast and anybody can listen to this, but when you're you're a big organization and you're working with bloggers and bloggers, no matter what size they are, whether they've got 100 followers, two followers, doesn't really matter, or 20 million followers, the, the strength of their platform, be uh, on YouTube, Vimeo, or on WordPress, they write their own blogs, is their own voice. The, the less you interfere, the stronger your brand will be. And I cannot mm. emphasize that enough. So when a blogger says, mm-hmm. I don't like your product, that is not an opportunity for you to tell the blogger to change it. That's your opportunity to ask questions and engage mm. with them and become part of the growth of your business. The minute you say, I will control what you write, that is no longer their content, it's your content, and you didn't build that audience, and that audience will not connect with you. I'm just putting it out there because... No, absolutely. Absolutely diehard, passionate about, and I coach my clients on it all the time, and every single one of them go, when they see the first post or the first one that's a bit negative, say, take it down. I'm like, no. We will not take it down. We will engage in the conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. appreciate that. They really do. And the clients eventually become to appreciate that because they see the process and they don't become scared of the process. Yeah. It's not about 
is as long as they're not litigious and they're not telling lies about your product, they're, they're entitled to have an opinion. And it's that opinion that grew their audience. And it's that audience you want. So allow them to express themselves. Mm-hmm. That's my... That's story. beautifully said, Nicola. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we, as we come to the end of our time together, any, any last words, Nicola, that you have for our audience? I will just say, um, find that space when you really come in touch with yourself um, and just trust in that voice. It's scary when you first start. Like I said, marketing with love is not the thing that came to me <laughs> naturally and at first. But the, 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 because it came from such honest space and because it came from such a naturally me-ism of what I was trying to create, I've got two things. One is it was right. And two is I learned that feeling. I learned what that truth feels like. And once you get to that space, you become more and more accomplished as a business person. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What does truth feel like? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I could go off on that for a long time, but, <laughs> but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> another time, another conversation. Thank you, Nicola, for being with us. Could you once again let people know how to reach your company and maybe spell out your uh, website address? Yeah, it's um, very simple. It's if they go to w, all W's, www.f for Freddie, p for Peter, comms, c-o-m-m-s dot co dot uk, um, and then you can connect with us on all our socials um, and, yeah, just be part of the party we do online workshops and stuff like that, but just come to the website, see what we do. People say they like the website because it's clean and simple. So it's clean and simple website to visit. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you so much for joining Caroline and me today. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Love the platform. Thanks for joining us here at wisdom talk radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.